Navigating Challenging Conversations Professionally. Imagine if that head trash was not there. Who would you be? What if I told you those fears were no longer a problem? What would you do? I'm Stephanie Costello, a mom of three, wife, and avid mountaineer. Beyond all of these, I am, very much like you, an average person trying to navigate this thing we call life. My goal with this podcast is to bring to light the truth about what intimacy really is. You may smile, feel called out, or learn something new. Either way, you will learn you are in control. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing to you Miss Sarah Lewis, whose real estate career began in 2014 when she purchased her very first home, a multifamily investment property in Massachusetts. After having such great success with the first sale of her home, she decided she wanted to become a realtor and help others, both buyers and sellers, have amazing experience that in the same way she had. After hearing all too many stories of terrible experiences with buying or selling, she decided that she wanted every client to have just as such a great experience like she did and truly love the home that they are either selling or buying. She is proud to say that her investment portfolio has grown and she loves to help other realtors, both new or seasoned, to be able to do the same with their portfolio. All right. Hello, Sarah. Thank you for coming to the Intimacy Truths podcast. I'm super excited to have you here. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Okay, we're going to jump right into it. I want to speak to how amazing Sarah is, and we actually connected. I know it's super uncomfortable for everyone when I get here. <laughs> we connected at a networking uh, meeting, and the, the piece about this meeting, and Sarah runs it, is that she brings such a personal connection to the group, and we all get to connect with each other, not just on a professional level, but a personal level. Like Whatever we take from this group, we take and we implement into our personal lives lives. And I'm really uh, super grateful for that. Um, so tell me what actually got you into creating, organizing a group and, and where did that stem, that idea stem from? Well, I was part of a networking group in Massachusetts. And then when I moved to New Hampshire, I had to leave the group just for commuting reasons, but I really missed the structure of it. Um, and this group, when I founded it a couple of years ago, I wanted it to be business focused. Um, but like you said, also have a personal impact because I feel like we all are growing and learning together. So it's a, it's really an avenue for business professionals, no matter what business type you're in, um, to help arrange how you want your business to go, ideas for success, but also how you balance that personal um, and business life relationships. So yeah. I've gotten a ton out of it. I'm glad you've gotten something out of it. And, you know, it's, it's a mixing pot of all different professionals, but we learn so much from each other. And so to speak to your comment on the personal impact, like what brought you, we're going to kind of go backwards a little bit, like what brought you into the world, into the personal impact piece? And I know you were talking about the Sims game in your childhood. Tell me more. Um, well, I, I mean, my real estate career, I mean, I feel like started when I was a kid, I always envisioned myself as a real estate agent and somehow your childhood dreams 
I don't know, sometimes they become reality, sometimes they don't. And I used to love playing The Sims, but not actually playing the game. I'd like to build and rebuild the houses. And I would spend half of the time doing that and, you know, just a part of the time actually playing uh, with the little characters and the relationships. Um, but the group really made a way for me to gain relationships um, in New Hampshire and reestablish myself here. Um, and, and that's been a blessing as well. So that's been really Isn't exciting. it interesting? Sorry, I didn't, I apologize for cutting you off. Um, it's interesting the, when you talk about rebuild and rebuild houses and the characters and relationships, and now you're talking about personal impact, right? Like how our stories in our childhood time come alive in ways that we don't even realize, like you're just like doing it without connecting the fact that it's happening or has happened. And it's a natural born skill of yours. And so to speak to um, navigating challenging conversations professionally, which is the, the topic of the day. Uh, so tell me more, like bridge that gap, like personal impact and, and what makes personal impact so easy for you, especially during a challenging time? Um, I feel like I'm living the actual Sims life in my everyday work. Um, so I'm helping people with the biggest, most important decision of their life. I mean, these uh, people are looking for their home, which is, is going to be the foundation of their family life. It's going to be their personal space. You know, this is, this is the most critical purchase, or if it's, if it's not a family, it's business partners, and this is their livelihood, their business. So they are entrusting me with guiding them through that process. It is, is, and I get this word from you and it's my new favorite word, but it is an intimate process. Yeah. So yes, I'm a realtor, but I am helping you with something so deeply personal, either to your family or to your livelihood and your income, um, that the trust has to be there and it, and it has to be strong and it has to go both ways. It totally does. And, and so, um, in speaking to how, like you talked about um, people looking for their foundation, like their home is their foundation, but internally there's such a stronger foundation that uh, each party in the partnership has, whether it's a business partnership or a, a romantic one, um, the, their foundation is like, now they're trying to bridge their foundation and that can create some conflict and some challenge in the conversation, right? <laughs> and sometimes you as the realtor, you're like stuck in the middle ground. You're like, oh no, how do I, how do I take care of this? How do I bridge this? And I want to speak before you talk to um, how you communicate through those challenges. I want to speak to your personal impact, your desire to rebuild and your desire to connect like who you are as a person makes that so much easier for people to build that trust. You automatically create a trusting and a vulnerable location and environment for people to build that. So that's a core foundational skill that I believe everybody, I wish everyone in the world could have. So tell me, how do you navigate those challenging conversations? So the way I navigate, um, again, it goes back to building trust. And yes, I think it's so funny. Every real estate agent should probably have a degree in psychology <laughs> or at least have taken a class, which I have, um, because my job is hearing what people are telling me they want and hearing what people aren't telling me they want. So as we're looking through and, and touring a house, 
they're looking at the house and so am I, but I'm also looking at them because I'm really trying to observe their emotional response as they are uh, in relation to each other, but also in relation to the house. Um, because everyone can send me a list of, oh, I want X, Y, Z, but there's 10 other things they aren't telling me they want that they may have not realized or they may not be willing to admit yet. Um, so that's my job. I have to, I have to really be a strong listener and I really have to be a strong observer too. Um, and I think where that passion for me comes from, um, why I really got into this was my first ever purchase myself and going through the process. Um, I, I, my first purchase was a multifamily property. I read the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I had to convince my then boyfriend, now husband, um, and we made it through, but I had to convince him that purchasing a multifamily property was a better idea than purchasing a single family home for us. And I think I pushed him outside of his comfort zone. And that was certainly a conflicting conversation. Mm -hmm. um, I had to, and he's so numbers oriented and I'm more spontaneous, but I had to get him sold on it so that our wants and needs aligned. Yeah. And then the process, luckily I had a phenomenal realtor. I ended up um, she ended up becoming my first boss when I got licensed and it was a great process overall. So getting my husband on board, finding our first investment property and all of that coming to fruition, I wanted to be able to reproduce that for other people because mm -hmm. I did not have a stressful uh, uh, first transaction. It was not gut-wrenching and it was not all these horror stories you hear about. And I want to bring that to other people because it shouldn't be, yeah. and it should be just this exciting, wonderful experience. I agree on so many levels. And isn't it interesting how we can connect our uh, personal desires to our professional desires, and then we can recreate an environment that we're able to provide that skill and that learning. So basically what you're saying, and something that I, a quote of mine that I use very often is pain is inevitable, suffering is an option, right? Mm -hmm. So the pain of having a conflicting conversation is inevitable. The suffering through it is an option. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, when you're creating that safe environment and you yourself has worked through that pain, you're like, this doesn't have to, well, you didn't have to work through the pain because your realtor allowed it not to be a painful or suffering situation where some people do suffer and have a painful situation when they're talking interactions and, and that, uh, not interactions, transactions. And so, um, it's, it, I'm curious, is this core skill of yours always one that you've had? Is it, is it one that, or is it one that you had to learn along the way? I've been in customer service um, for a long time, uh, if I really think about it, um, because there's your job and then there's what you're really doing. And I worked, I started at Market Basket and worked in the courtesy booth. So I, <laughs> you know, helping all every angry customer with their return or what have you. Yeah. Um, then I went on to work for Staples. So I had the typical, you know, eight to five desk job, but I was dealing with vendors on a daily basis. So I was a category merchant and I had to figure out how to negotiate um, in a way that, and let me tell you, you wanna talk about conflicting conversation. <laughs> the negotiation between supplier and retailer um, is probably 
one of the most um, gut-wrenching things because you're torn between making everybody happy and meeting your bottom line and sales uh. goals. So that, <clears throat> excuse me, experience um, actually was fundamental to real estate because now I am in a place where I feel very comfortable negotiating. I have a client a relationship, but I also have a relationship with the other realtor and that can make or break a deal for my clients. So it's important for me to build relationships wherever possible. And, and all realtors should be friends um, to that standpoint, if we're really talking about doing the best service for our client. Well, so not just that too, like the friendship piece. And that's where bridging the personal and the professional gap is so uh, easy. It's like you're building, you know, maybe you're not going to call this person up for drinks all the time. Uh, but yeah, next time you see them, you're going to say, Hey, how are you? And have you heard from your client? And how is that right? Like there's a, there's an intimacy there. There's a bond there. Um, and, and it's, it's a different kind of bond. And I, it's, you know, back in the day there was communities and you only had what your community knew and what your community understood the world as, and you had to follow that. And if you broke that, like you were a sinner or whatever else it might be, right? We're now in our world with virtual and, and um, uh, uh, technology, there's so much opportunity to learn and grow from other people. And there's so many ways to have a community and like be a respectful person even again through conflict. And I, I'm kind of, I, I want to hear your thoughts on it, but I also realized that I skipped past the part. I think it would be really helpful for the listeners to have like, what do you do to help people balancing their their acts, their, their conversations and what they want in the, in, in the transactional process? Like when you're watching people and you're seeing them through, speak to that a little bit more too. Cause I think that would be really helpful for people when they're going through a transaction or they're listening to this and they're like, okay, this is going to be a challenging conversation, whether I do it professionally or whether I'm doing it personally, how, what tips can you give to navigate those conversations? Yeah, definitely. Um, so with my clients, I kind of start with the initial consultation always, um, it's me just giving them a rundown of how this process is going to go, timelines, generic information. But then we really start with the showings. And my first tip is it's really important for people to be present and a part of the entire process. Mm. Um, and maybe this is a COVID specific thing, but lately a lot of clients have either been um, either only one, like this one spouse will come to the showing and video call the other and do a FaceTime, mm. um, or I will do a virtual tour for them and they won't even be there. Um, it is incredibly hard for me to get a grasp of how emotionally connected um, somebody is to a property when they aren't physically there with me. Um, and, but it's also, I think, hard for the relationship, husband and wife or whatever spouse part, business partnership um, to get a feel for each other when they're not both physically present. Mm -hmm. So being present is, is super important. Um, number two, express your feelings and be honest. Um, people always look at me and this is everybody. And if you've bought a house, you've done it. So don't lie. Uh, <laughs> your agent and they say, what do you think? And <laughs> no offense, but it does not matter what I think beyond a, a dramatic flaw with the home. Um, but in general, which I'll always tell you about, but in general, my opinion of the property is whether or not I think you like it. And that's the only part of my opinion that really matters. 
Um, otherwise, it's no, what do you think? And is this going to work for you and your goals? And what, what does each other think? Um, you know, so, so sharing those feelings and really looking at yourself, not looking to me. Um, I will tell you my opinion on your reaction to a home, but you need to decide if it's going to work for you. And if you're uncomfortable sharing that in front of me, share it at least to each other. And what's nice is realtors used to drive uh, people around from showing to showing. And nowadays we all take our own cars, but it gives clients a chance to decompress a little bit yeah, and talk privately so that by the time we get to house number two, that's the perfect time for me to ask them, what did you think about the last one now that you've had a chance to privately be honest with each other about it? So you're, you just like light bulb moments that entire time you were just talking. I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> like my bigger overarching message in my coaching is you are in control, right? Own your power, embrace who you are and break the cycles. Your process of what you do for work helps people learn that, right? You're empowering them to not look to other people for validation. You're empowering them to be okay with what you want and be okay with who you are and be okay. Like what you want is okay. You don't need me to, to guide you, right? Um, you're helping them break the cycles by not being codependent with them, not giving them that validation and not giving them what they're seeking. Because really when we look in our to our outside world, we're seeking validation in ways that we really should figure out how to get it from internally first. There's a difference between needing validation and wanting validation. It, it's okay to go to your friend be like, hey, this is really cool, right? And like enjoy that validation together, validation, but you're, you've already got it, right? You're just kind of at it. You're, it's like an added value to, to see it, to celebrate it with a friend. And, and you, then you get to also with your purchase, oh, see, this stuff is so important for us all to have. And so many people in this world don't realize like the skills and the power that we really have as professionals to be able to give to other people, to the, our clients in the world, no matter what your profession is. It doesn't, it's not just a transaction where you're giving them money and, or they're giving you money and you're giving them a service or whatever it is, right? The, in the people part of business is like, even using the word business, it's life. Like peopling is life, right? So we all got to make it through this life somehow. And so we find ways to make it through the life. And, and by doing that, you know, it, with integrity and power and teaching people and being in control and teaching people how to be in control. I'm just so passionate about this. And I'm so thankful for this conversation because it's like light bulb moments. <laughs> It's great for me too, because I'm thinking about all the ways that I can and do empower people. And now I'm motivated to do that more and, and give people more of their own power and help them find their own power. Um, so, so this is exciting. And one of the things I do is when I'm, every time a buyer wants to make an offer, I put together a CMA for them. And what's a CMA? A CMA, sorry, huh, lingo. It's okay. Um, it's a comparative market analysis. So I am showing them similar homes that have sold in the area that, you know, have same number of bedrooms, square foot, acreage, et cetera. And then I say, here's, here's the similar homes and what they're suggesting uh, based on these past sales, what the offer price should be for you to make this offer. But then I tell them, here's where I think the offer is going to land. Now you need to tell me where you feel comfortable 
here's what the report is saying, here's what I'm saying. What do you, buyer A and B, feel comfortable and what does this property mean to you? And um, I'm happy that I do it that way now knowing that I feel like I'm putting power. The control back. in their hands, right? Like, and that's, so, see, now I'm getting on a tangent here. I tend to do this. My listeners know that. <laughs> I'm learning. Oh, cool. Um, when you, or not you in general, so, um, and I have to be careful what I'm about to say. Sometimes I don't realize what I, I don't think before I speak. Uh, <laughs> I did not feel that control during my process of buying a home. Um, and so, when and when you give that control you're giving such a it's it's on so many levels it's such a deep experience for people to have that right same thing with going to a doctor we don't go to a doctor and say it's not like you have to listen to everything the doctor says and if the doctor's not serving you you have every right to walk away and find a doctor that is going to listen and going to serve you how many like it takes an average of 12 counselors before you find the right one 12 counselors so that means we have to have grit in order and determination and resiliency in order to get to that place of trusting someone who's really going to actually help us um, and I hear that all the time you know one of the compliments that I get often is I've learned more from your program, received more help and have seen more growth in myself just in the 12 weeks I've worked with you than I have in my entire life of professionals. And I heard that the first time I heard that was from like a 60 plus year old individual like that. And, and their, their parent was uh, a, a very intelligent individual in the psychology field. So it was like, wow, that like struck me in so many ways. I was so grateful to hear that. And so um, if we- so much from you and I don't even go to your sessions. I just met <laughs> with you every other week. Wonderful. Oh, I love that. That's very sweet. I appreciate that. Um, and so I think what we'll do is we'll, we'll wrap it up. I definitely think we got our point across with navigating challenging conversations and especially in the professional world. Thank you for being the integrate, like having integrity and having a moral code and really wanting to give people the power in what you're doing with them. Uh, it's really special. And I bet if you go back and you were to talk to these people, your clients, you would be able to hear how just that experience with you changed their lives in other areas of their life. I hope so. There's nothing more rewarding than um, getting to the closing table and watching somebody's dream come true. Yeah. That's yeah. the best part of my job, really. Yes, it is. I've never been able to call a place home until I bought my first home. And, and that is a very intimate, special moment to experience for yeah. sure. Well, yeah. thank you for being you. Sorry, say that again. Oh, I was just going to say, I love being part of people's journey and people's yes. experience. So that's awesome. I'm happy that you were able to purchase a home this year. That's awesome. And yeah. I know how happy you are in it. So yes, thank you. And thank you for being on our podcast. Yes, thank you for having me. This was wonderful. I can't wait to bring this into practice and, and empower more in my company.